You are listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 139. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Okay. So I've got a really good podcast today, and I know I say that about a lot of these podcasts, but this one is the one. If you're starting here, this is the perfect place for you to start. If you haven't listened to any of my other episodes, you can take something away from this that you can apply every single day. And if you've been listening for a while, this is going to be a deep dive into how you can ask yourself better questions to create better results in your life. When I go through this, I want you to apply these questions in a way that is with full compassion for yourself. I was almost going to name this podcast something like um, Honest Curiosity or Calm Curiosity because that is how you are going to coach yourself better every time you sit down to journal, every time you think about a problem that's going on in your life, you will have this open, honest, calm curiosity, and you will get a different perspective that will help you solve the problem. I mean, that's what's problem solvers do is they think about things in different ways. And that's what I do with my clients. It's really interesting. You know, people can't often see that impact and still they until they start asking themselves these larger questions because they're asking themselves the wrong questions. And I'm going to get into a little bit about that in a, in a second so you know what questions that are not helpful. And so why is asking yourself better questions so helpful when you are coaching yourself? And what I mean by coaching is really understanding your problems at a deeper level and understanding whether or not they are problems at all because our brain is constantly making up stories, it's constantly making interpretations. And when we are stuck in our head, when we truly believe what we think is the truth, then we are not able to solve our problems. And it applies to every area of our lives, but I'm going to focus on three. I'm going to tell you in just a second. This is going to be really helpful for you because when you start asking better questions while you're coaching yourself, you'll be able to remove blame. And I mean, not just yourself, but other people. It's so easy for us to blame ourselves for what's going on in our life, to blame other people for how we think and feel. This is going to help you remove that blame and help you feel better because we're creating suffering when we are blaming others for what's going on in our life. A lot of us tend to beat ourselves up. Us type A lawyer type people, we beat ourselves up because we think we should be better, that we should know better, that we should know more. This is going to help dissolve a lot of that. 
And when we ask ourselves these better questions, when we start opening ourselves up in this honest, curious way, we'll be able to see other perspectives more clearly and understand whether or not what we believe is true. So this is really where I want to focus today. There's three areas that I see a lot when I'm coaching my clients and I want to bring some light to these areas for you because chances are at least one of these applies to you. But if not, I want you to take an area of your life and ask yourself questions like the ones I'm going to be you know, walking you through today and applying those to that area of your life, okay? So these are the three areas that I want to focus on today. Decision-making, relationships, and this feeling of being behind that's creating the overwhelm, all right? So let's really think about the difference between what a surface question is and what these honest open, curious questions look like, all right? I really want you to pay attention to the difference because we tend to move towards these surface questions that are gonna reinforce the truth, and I put truth in quotation marks, that our brain thinks. Our brain has thoughts and they think it thinks that it is an absolute truth, that there is no way around it. And I want you to understand that this is not accurate. We are making interpretations. Every time we think a thought, we're having an interpretation. So this is what I want to start with here. So recently, I posted uh, something on Instagram about decision making. And if you're not following me on Instagram, I highly recommend that you find me and you follow me. I'm at dina.cataldo, D-I-N-A dot cat and Aldo like the shoe. So what you are going to find there are a lot of posts and a lot of them have these questions to help you think through what's going on. So every time you click on a post, you're going to get some kind of insight. And this is really what I took from that post. So I'm going to bring it to you. So indecision, people think it's a real thing. They think indecision is just a fact in the world. And they think that they don't have enough information to make a choice. And I see this show up with clients who are choosing a new business venture or who haven't decided on a niche in their practice. I also see it show up with lawyers who come to me overwhelmed and telling themselves they don't know whether they should choose X or Y to help themselves feel better. Now you can ask yourself a really crappy, for lack of a better word, surface question like, why can't I be more decisive? What's wrong with me, right? Like, why why is this so hard? Like, we could ask ourselves those things, but that's getting into blaming ourselves, beating ourselves up. That is not going to help us open up our mind to other perspectives, and it's certainly not going to feel very good. So when we bring better questions to the problem and ask them with honest curiosity, we begin to understand what the real problem is. So if you're having the thought that you're undecided, that you can't make a decision, what I want to offer to you are some questions here. How does deciding not to decide show up in your life? And you know what? I would even, if you're not driving, I would write these down or I would get the transcript in the show notes. Like this is where 
the work is, is answering these questions, not just passively listening to this podcast, but really sitting down and asking yourself, okay, where is this showing up in my life? What, what is happening? Like, what are the results that I'm seeing of this deciding not to decide in my life? You can ask, you know, where are you letting other people make the decisions for you? Um, where are you deciding you are not important? Now, do you see how this could really help you, like really asking better questions that apply to your particular problem? I think that this is just, um, this is something that we take for granted in so many ways. And when I hear someone say something like, well, coaching, it just sounds so indulgent to me. It sounds like it's kind of fluffy and, and, you know, it sounds fun, but I just don't know that I should do it. Well, what I think is, wow, why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you have someone who's trained to ask better questions help you with your problems? Like there's just no reason for that. There's no reason to suffer. And if you have the means to do it and the will to do it, like that is an amazing thing. And it's certainly not indulgent when you think about the benefits of it, right? Like the better relationship with yourself, your ability to make decisions more quickly, leads you to fail more because that's what we want, right? If you listen to my other podcasts, we want to fail more because when we learn to fail, we learn to see where our work is and we get to where we want to go faster. So an example of failure could be on week one, you plan your week and it doesn't go according to plan. And what are you going to do? Give up planning? No, you're going to go in the next week and you're going to plan again and you're going to realize, okay, I evaluated last week what worked, what didn't work. Okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Let's see what I can switch around this week and see how this works. And then at the end of that week, you fail and you I didn't get all the things done. Okay, what is it that I want to create next week? And then you keep reiterating, right? You can look at that past week as a total fail, right? I use the word fail in quotes too. Or you can look at it as information. So when you make more decisions, you get more information in order to further what you want to create in your life. Why wouldn't you do that? And then the benefits of coaching lead into relationships, which we're going to get into right now. Okay. So our relationships are arguably the most important part of our lives. We spend time with the people in our house, with the people that we work with, with our, you know, employees, our coworkers, and wouldn't it be great if we could actually enjoy that time that we spend with them? We believe, however, that our friends, family, partners, coworkers, employees, should behave differently. I see this show up a lot with my clients and we want to argue with reality. We want to argue with how they behave, right? They should be more organized. They should work harder. They should be on time or they shouldn't do things. They shouldn't want so much from you. They shouldn't be so stressed out or so angry or so overwhelmed or whatever it is that you want to change about them. And then we strive to control them right? We do this any way that we can. We tell them that they're a mess or that they're lazy to try to shame them into changing. We mention when we have, when we want them to show up and we come away angry when the next day they don't show up on time. Shocking, 
right? Because we have made all of these rules about how they should be behaving in the world. And when they do not, we are the ones who feel the suffering. They're not suffering. There's this attorney. Okay, I'm not going to name this attorney, but there is an attorney who is constantly late, who is constantly asking for discovery because he loses it. Um, He's constantly asking for offers because he doesn't write them down. He, you know, in my opinion and the opinion of many others that I've spoken to, including some judges, does not do his job, right? And the thing is, is that we could allow that to totally eat us up, but it it's not going to help us to tell him anything because this person does not care. Like they are going to show up when they're going to show up. They are going to write down what they're going to write down. They are going to save what they are going to save. And that's it. There's nothing to be done about it. And we can be continually angry at this person or we can simply do something like I am going to suggest to you. All right. So we could ask Instead of like the better questions, I just want to give you an example really quick of like the surface questions that are not helpful. Questions like, why are they fill in the blank? Or what if I did fill in the blank? All right, there are some better questions that we can bring from honest curiosity that can not only help us understand our own behavior in relation to them, but we can also understand their behavior and I want you to understand that, you know, our life isn't meant to be 100% happy and flowers all the time, little unicorns running around. We are doing this exercise so that we can not only understand our brains better, but once we do that, we begin to release a lot of the stress and overwhelm and anxiety, which is really the reason why we want to do this work is to feel better. But life is 50-50. Like once you work on one area of your life, let's say indecision, there's always going to be another area to work on, right? Relationships, um, planning. I mean, there's always something that we can be working on. But when we come to it with this awareness of asking these honest, open questions, that's when we can start making the breakthroughs that we want to see. All right, so here's some some questions I personally like. And these are always going to, like not all of these questions are going to apply to your particular situation. That's why it's so helpful to have like that objective look at it and to play with these questions yourself. So that way you start to see, all right, well, is this question helpful or not? Like what really applies to my situation? So feel free to you know, once you get this, the hang of coming from this honest place of integrity and openness and calm to create questions for yourself that are going to help you dive into the bigger problem. So ask yourself questions like when you feel angry, what are you trying to control? What if it's okay that they are who they are without changing? What does that look like? What if it's okay? And what are you making it mean that they don't do what you want them to do? For instance, they don't show up on time. How would it change your relationship to them if you accepted them as they are? What is it that you are making it mean when you say they don't show up on time? or whatever the issue is, right? Like, what are you making it mean about them? What are you making it mean about themselves? I want you to just kind of play with these questions. 
Okay, so this is the the last area I really want to focus on, which is one I hear from lawyers all the time, which is they have this thought that they are behind, right? And it shows up for them in anxiety and overwhelm and stress. And ironically, the result is, is that you will always be behind. You are never going to have all of your work done and you're going to continue to feel more and more behind. And that is not helpful for workaholics who will work late, will work weekends, and will get up early to work, right? Like we're just going to continually work and that is going to be to the detriment of our relationships with ourselves and the people around us. And what we're going to become is one just a person who just works, who has absolutely no other interests. Now, I want you to just recognize the surface questions surrounding this topic that we tend to ask. We ask ourselves things like, why am I so behind? What can I do to catch up? And those questions further the belief that you're behind. This thought feels really true to your brain. That's what I I, I really hope you see here is that our thoughts feel incredibly true to our brain. And that's why it's so important to deconstruct these thoughts and show your brain that it's just a thought. And that's the only way that you're going to create different results because our thoughts are what create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and our actions are what create the results that we have in our lives. So if you don't wanna feel behind, start asking yourself these kinds of questions. What am I making it mean about myself when I say I'm behind, when I think I'm behind? It's probably that you don't know what you're doing or that you're a crappy attorney. That's what I hear a lot. And oh, and how do I how do I know this? Because I too have had that thought that I am behind. And it was not helpful and it did not feel good. And I always felt behind until I learned how to do what I'm teaching you here in this podcast today. Okay. Ask yourself, is that absolutely true? Are you a crappy attorney in every area of your practice? I know that's not true. I know that's not true. If you have clients, you're doing just fine. People like you, they're coming into you. Where are you a good attorney, an amazing attorney even? Like you are doing all of these other things, but you're focusing on the thought I'm behind and you're ignoring the fact that that is not true. And in fact, you're ignoring the fact that you really have this thought in the back of your head that you're not a good attorney and you're totally pushing it down with work And that is what that thought is creating. I'm behind is creating more work for you to do, right? Like you're constantly grinding. Another question to ask yourself is what exactly does it mean to be behind? Name the cases, get precise, get all the numbers out, write it all down. What are all the things you want to get caught up on? Your brain is going to freak out at this because it's used to thinking the thought that it's behind and it won't want to write this down. I see this happen when I'm working with clients, like they resist it, they resist it. And if they didn't have me there to be like, nope, I want the numbers, bring me the numbers. I want to know precisely what you want to create. I want to know precisely how behind you think you are. And sometimes they come back to me and it's just a handful of cases and it's not a problem, but their brain has made it into a huge problem. And until they really look at it, which they won't do on their own, they will not create the result that they want. And then ask yourself, what does it mean to be caught up? Okay, this thought, right? This thought of being caught up. Well, when you look at it, you look the reality of it, 
It means you don't have any work coming in, that you're not making money. It means that nothing is happening. Is that what you want? Now, I could do this all day long. This is super fun for me. But I want, I want you to just get the feel for this. If you are coming from a place of this openness and honestness, honest, honestness, did I just say honestness? It's early in the morning when I'm recording this. Honesty. I want you to just play with this. Okay, If, you, if you're coming to this with good intent, you can't go wrong. It's when you are looking at whatever thought that you're having and you're coming from a place of blame, that's when the problems are exacerbated. So this is, it's important to recognize, are you asking yourself a surface question? Like, why is that thought true? Why am I not good enough? Why am I behind? Why am I indecisive? When we're asking those surface questions that are gonna reinforce the thought, that is not helpful. When you begin coming to this from a place of honesty and openness and kindness, then you can coach yourself better. You can ask those questions that are going to get at the heart of the problem and you'll begin to unravel the stories that your brain is telling you. Okay, That's what coaching is all about, is asking better questions so that you can unravel what's happening in your brain. And that is what creates the results. That's what creates feeling like you are caught up, that you are a good planner, that you are organized, that you are in control of what you want to create, that you are confident and certain. That is how you begin the process of creating the you you want to create. And that's what coaching is for. If you want to learn more about working with me, you can go to the website dinacataldo.com and schedule a strategy session with me. That is what coaching was built for, is to help us. I have a coach. I need that coaching. Even though I have been doing this for years, when I do my self-work, yes, I get a huge benefit. Like That's why I'm doing this podcast is because even if you don't have a coach, you can get the benefit of doing this kind of work if you do it every day if even if you did it every other day you know you would be able to see your mind in a different way and start making tangible changes in your life so my hope is that even if you don't hire a coach that you use this coaching tool to start changing how you look at things like every day sitting down what are you thinking what is the problem that is coming up for you recognizing that it's just a thought and start deconstructing it with these kinds of questions all right my friend i hope you have a wonderful day and i will talk to you soon bye